You are listening to the Woman of Faith podcast, hosted by award-winning author and transformation coach, Nancy Ruffin. Whether you're establishing your faith journey or just getting started, the Woman of Faith podcast is passionate about sharing stories of faith that will inspire you to boldly live the life you were created for. If you're ready to elevate your faith and step into who God created you to be, then you're in the right place. So let's get started. Welcome back to the Woman of Faith podcast, the podcast dedicated to empowering women of faith to step into their purpose, embrace their calling, and fearlessly pursue the life they were created for. I am your host, Nancy Ruffin, and I am passionate about sharing inspiring stories that will uplift and equip you to elevate your skills, business, and life. As women of faith, we often encounter unique challenges and opportunities that call for unwavering courage and determination. So on this podcast, we'll be diving into the personal journeys of remarkable women who have harnessed the power of faith to overcome obstacles, break through limitations, and achieve their dreams. I want this podcast to be your go-to resource for stories of triumph, guidance, and actionable insights. We believe that faith is the driving force behind unleashing our full potential and creating a positive impact in the world around us. The Women of Faith podcast is more than just a collection of stories. We are a community of like-minded women who are ready to embrace their divine purpose and elevate every aspect of our lives from personal development to entrepreneurship to leadership and beyond, we will explore practical strategies to help you reach new heights in your skills, business, and overall fulfillment. So if you're a woman of faith seeking inspiration and a supportive community, look no further. Together, we'll discover how to align our actions with our beliefs, amplify our voices, and boldly live out our unique calling. So get ready to embark on a journey of faith, growth, and empowerment. Make sure to subscribe to the Women of Faith podcast if you haven't already done so, and join our community of ambitious women of faith who are dedicated to embracing their God-given potential and making a lasting impact on the world. And I'm so excited to be back after a mini hiatus, your girl has um, taken a few weeks off because as passionate as I am about working, about making sure that we're being intentional about um, our time and what we're investing our energy into, I'm equally as passionate about encouraging you all to Take the necessary time to rest, to refocus, rejuvenate, refuel, whatever it is you need to do to pour back into yourself so that you can continue to show up as your best self. And one of the things that I have been doing in that hiatus is really thinking about what I want this podcast to be, in what ways I want to serve you, what are the 
insights that I want you to take as a result of listening to the podcast. And so I've kind of revamped it a little bit. Um, so even though most of the content will remain the same, we're going to be sharing and, you know, inspiring stories of faith. We're going to be focusing on faith and personal development. I'm going to have a segment that also focuses on stepping boldly into your business, like whatever that may be for you. We're going to be talking about empowering leadership, where I will share some of the things that I have learned on my own leadership journey. Also, you know, I want to talk about what it means um, to be a faithful parent or how we can use our faith to parent our children, right? Because I'm a mama. I know that many of you who listen are moms, you know, so it's about offering practical tips and insights um, for women of faith that are navigating the journey of motherhood. And it's hard, right? So it's about discussing how faith can guide some of our parenting decisions and fostering a nurturing home and environment. We're also going to be talking about how we can elevate our skills. And so there might be times, there might be episodes where I will have experts come on where they're going to offer their advice and tips on personal and professional development. We're going to discuss areas like communication, time management, public speaking, and networking with a faith-based perspective. So I have a whole lot of good things lined up for this podcast. So make sure that you stay connected. If you haven't subscribed, like I said, make sure that you subscribe and also make sure that you share with your network. Because I know that for me, I would have really loved to have a podcast where I could get so much of the information and resources that I'm going to be sharing here and have it centered around faith. Because one of the things that I'm really clear on and I'm clear about is that there I can't do anything without my creator, without being centered in something bigger than myself. And I think that a lot of times we believe that we have to do it alone, that we have to embark on this journey by ourselves, when in reality, we do not. There are communities of women out there who want to support us, who want to encourage us, who want to guide us. Um, And for whatever reason, we don't reach out to them. We don't connect. And so I want this to be that community for you. And so this week, one of the things that I actually wanted to talk about is breaking free from our ego and how ego can really keep us from fulfilling our best potential, how it prevents us from really connecting with others. There's so much detriment that we call into our lives when we operate from a space of ego. So that's what we're going to be getting into into today's topic once we kind of get into the next segment. But before we get there, I wanted to talk a little bit about what it means to be an empowering leader. And this is, leadership for me is something that is critical not just to my work, but in the way that I show up in the world. So whether you 
manage a team or whether you're just a parent or you're managing your children or you're leading a household, it's so important to be connected or to identify some of the qualities of a bold and impactful leader. And so for me, I guess some of the things that are critical to being a good leader is one, you have to be a visionary, right? You have to be able to kind of see outside the box because a bold leader possesses a clear and compelling vision for the future, no matter what that is, right? So whether you're a leader in an organization or whether you're leading your household, what is the vision that you have for your company, for your family, and how are you being a forward thinker and and seeing beyond your current circumstance to not only inspire the people that you're leading and the people that you're working with, but how are you getting them to become forward thinkers and how are you getting them to buy into your vision, right? Because being a visionary means that you're also bringing the team together to understand what the vision is and then you can all work towards that vision. So whether you're in you know, whether you're in business, whether you're managing a department at your organization, or whether you're leading your family and your household, you want to make sure that everyone that is on your team understands the vision that you have for them. Um, number two, I guess the next quality that I want to share about being a bold and impactful leader is that you have to be courageous. You can't be a leader who is afraid because your team is taking cues from you and from how you're showing up. So if you're showing up with fear, with doubt, with worry, then your team is not going to believe in you or your vision. And it's going to be hard to get them to follow you. Because what they're looking for is someone who is courageous, someone that is willing to take risks and make those difficult decisions. They're looking for somebody to guide them, right? So you have to be courageous and you have to not be afraid to step out of your comfort zone and embrace uncertainty, but while also trusting that your faith is going to guide you. And, and then also understanding that there are going to be times when you make bad decisions, right? Every decision is not going to be a good decision, but you can let the fear of making a bad decision keep you from making a decision at all. At the end of the day, you have to believe that the decision you're making in that moment is the best decision, given the resources that you have, given the information that you have, and then you step out on faith and then you pray and you hope that all turns out well, right? And even if it doesn't, even if it turns out to be a bad decision, there's always a lesson in that as well. So then you kind of reflect, you look at what didn't go right this time, and then you figure out how to make a better decision next time. Everything that we do, good or bad, provides insight for how we get to proceed moving forward and, you know, and, and into the future. The next uh, tip, I guess, that I want to share 
is that you have to have confident humility, right? Impactful leaders, they display confidence in their abilities while remaining humble and open to feedback. They acknowledge not only their strengths, but their weaknesses, the areas where they still require some development and the best leaders hire their weaknesses, right? And what I mean is we focus on what we're really great at and in the areas where we're not strong, where we're not so great at, we hire someone who is great in that area. So being able to recognize where your weaknesses are and hiring the best people for that is going to propel you and make you a better leader. The next um, tip and something that I guess the next two tips are something that I that for me are the most critical components of the way that I lead are servant leadership and integrity, right? And when we talk about servant leadership, um, I guess we can follow the example of Jesus, right? Um, Following his example, bold leaders prioritize serving others rather than seeking personal gain. So they lead with compassion, they lead with empathy, and a genuine desire to help those they lead. And so I would describe my leadership style as a servant leader because I'm always thinking about the people that I'm leading first. How can I make them better? How can I help them see the gifts and talents that they possess? How can I help to elevate them? So for me, it's always about the people and not necessarily about myself. And then integrity is how I operate in everything that I do, whether it's in my business or whether it's in my personal life, I operate with a really high level of integrity. And it's important for me to uphold strong moral principles and to do the right thing in all situations, even when it's hard, right? And so for me, my faith serves as a moral compass which guides my decisions and my actions. And even in my day job in healthcare, um, my very role, my title is the director of revenue integrity. So making sure that the way that we're operating financially, the way that we're billing, the way that we're charging for our services, that that is done with a high level of integrity, that we're not double billing, that we're not billing for for services, that we're not performing. It's making sure that our providers document their services correctly and accurately. Um, It's also making sure that the system and that we're using, you know, to charge and bill for our services and to um, document um, in the patient's medical chart that it's operating in the way that it's supposed to. I mean, because technology, as great as it is, doesn't always function properly. And there's times when there's glitches, there are times when it does things that it's not supposed to do. And so in my role, my responsibility is to make sure that it does what it's supposed to do when it does it correctly, accurately, and with integrity. And I guess um, for the sake of time, the last tip that I want to share in helping you become a bold and impactful leader 
is that you have to be empowering. Bold leaders empower their team members, encouraging them to develop their skills and reach their full potential. They recognize and nurture the strengths of those who lead. And for me, that's one of the things that I'm most proud of because I don't believe in micromanaging adult people, you know, our employees. And I wholeheartedly believe that we have to trust the people that we hire to do a good job. And you empower them with the ability to make decisions and you trust that they're going to make the right decision with the knowledge, with the skills that they possess. And that you're also going to trust that when they don't know and when they're not sure that they're going to come to you and that they're going to seek guidance. And I never understood these leaders that micromanage their employees and, you know, are constantly hovering over them and questioning what they're doing. And it's like, who has time for that. And for me, if you're a leader that does that, you are not managing your own time appropriately because a leader that has the time to micromanage their employees are not performing to the best of their abilities because leaders have to be strategic thinkers. You have to set the vision for your department, for the organization. And if you're constantly micromanaging your employees, then you're not dedicating the appropriate amount of time to becoming a strategic visionary. Um, And I guess some examples that I can provide for bold and impactful leaders that we have seen both in in the Bible and in contemporary role models, like one of the first that comes to mind um, is Moses, right? And when we think about his role and how he was the chosen one, right, to take God's people out of Egypt, right, and to um, help them break free from the control of Pharaoh, Moses is the first person that comes to mind. He demonstrated visionary leadership as he led the Israelites out of Egypt and towards the promised land, but he also did that relying on his faith and guidance from God. And so wherever you find yourself on your own leadership journey, listen, I know that it can be a bit scary leading people because they depend on you, because they rely on you. But if you are not centered and grounded um, on the God that puts you in that position, it will be really easy to second guess your decision. But when you operate from a place of seeking God's will first, seeking his advice, asking him to lead you, it becomes easier to become a more courageous and visionary leader. Um, King David is another example from the Bible who exemplified courage and resilience, you know, facing various challenges throughout his reign. But he also, like Moses, always sought out God's wisdom and strength. Before any decision that he made, he always went to the Lord. And I think that for many of us, we operate from our own will, from our own perspective and our own desire. And sometimes when we operate from that space, we're not making the best decisions because they're not God-led. I guess, and then a contemporary role model of bold and impactful leadership Um, would be one of my absolute 
favorites. She is a role model. If you've been following me for years, then you know that there was a time where I referred to myself as the Latina Oprah. And it's because I admire so much Oprah's leadership style um, and the way that she shows up so authentically in her life and in her work. And it's like, you know, what you see is what you get with Oprah. And so her leadership style reflects a combination of empowerment and inclusivity, creating platforms for diverse voices to be heard and stories to be shared. And for me, she is the model. She has been the model for my own life, for the way that I um, share my work, for the way that I engage and interact with others. You know, I always come from a place and a space of empowerment and inclusivity, which is why in any of the work that I've done, I've never focused on, you know, uh, leveraging my Latinidad or doing things specific, you know, for Latina women. Um, because I personally feel that when we put labels on things and when we um, seek to just highlight or elevate one group, we ourselves are then contributing to this culture of divisiveness. And I think that we have enough of that in this world, in our culture. And I never want to operate from a space of division. I always want to come from a place of inclusivity and unity um, and celebrating the things that make each and every one of us different, understanding that it's in the differences that we get to see the true beauty of God's creation. Um, so I hope that these tips help you become a more bold and empowering and impactful leader. When I come back from the break, we're going to get into this week's topic of how we break free from our ego so that we can really become our best selves. You are tuned in to the Women of Faith podcast. Make sure to subscribe and leave a review. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to segment two of the Women of Faith podcast. Before we get into this week's conversation, just want to share a reminder with you that on Sunday, July 30th, I am facilitating a vision reset workshop. So if you find yourself struggling with staying focused on some of those goals that you set for yourself back in January, if you need to like a, a jump start or if you just need to pivot because maybe your goals have changed since uh, January and you need a little help, support and guidance, then I encourage you to register for the workshop. I will put the link in the episode notes to make it easy and convenient for you. The cost of the workshop is only $44. Um, that's less than $5 a day that you might spend on your Starbucks latte, you know, or your favorite dessert. Um, and it's definitely, definitely worth the investment 
if it is going to help get you back on track with the goals that you say that you know you want to accomplish by the end of this year. And one of the things I want to talk about before we get into um, the conversation around ego is breaking free from poverty or scarcity mindset and the thing that kind of keeps us from investing in ourselves. I think a couple of episodes I talked about, um, I talked about that and I talked about how it keeps us from financial freedom and obtaining financial independence because we don't tend to look at investments in ourselves with regard to the return on investment that it provides, right? And so I want you to start believing that you are worthy of the investment, anything that is going to grow you, that is going to expand your knowledge, that is going to give you a different skill set, is something always definitely worth investing in because it's only going to make you better. And so before you start to second guess whether or not you should invest the $44, I want you to um, ask yourself, why you're so hesitant in investing and then start to shift the mindset around money so that you can start operating from a place of abundance. Because one thing I know for sure is that what we focus on and what we believe is what we continue to manifest and attract in our life. So if you have this mindset that says, I can't afford to invest the $44, that is what you're going to continue to attract into your life because you're operating from this space of scarcity. And so the universe responds to what we believe about ourselves. And what we believe about ourselves is what we continue to attract into our lives. So I want you to start operating from this space of abundance and claiming that you are worthy of the more, that you are worthy of the $44 investment, and that as you invest the $44, you are attracting more money into your life because money is continuously flowing, right? And you have to operate from that belief. So as it flows out, you're giving it the opportunity to flow back to you. And I want you to apply this to any area of your life. And now I'm not saying you know, to get into debt or to put yourself into a hole financially, you know, just spending money frivolously. But I want you to be intentional about how you're spending money and about where you're pouring your money into because you want to pour it into activities or into things that are going to allow you to make more money and grow financially. All right. So that's what I have to say about that. This week, I want to talk about breaking free from the ego and unlocking your best self. Now, in our pursuit of personal growth and self-development, there is one formidable obstacle that often stands in our way. Yes, you guessed it, the pesky ego. See, the ego is that self-centered and often prideful part of ourselves. 
And it can be a significant barrier to becoming our best selves. So I want us to explore a little bit the dangers of ego and how it hinders our journey of self-discovery and growth. And then I'm also going to provide you with a few tips on how you can start to break free from that ego so that you can really step into your best self and unlock all of the potential that you have so that you can really live your best life. So the first danger that I want to share, and maybe you want to grab a pen and a pad so you can take notes, um, because I really believe that the key to all of our growth is being able to self-reflect, being able to take notes, and being able to sit with ourselves, to look at ourselves objectively without any judgment, and then start to work on the things that are keeping us stuck. So the first uh, danger I want to share is blinding self-deception, right? And what that means is that ego feeds on the need for validation and approval leading us to believe that we are always right and incapable of mistakes. And this kind of centers around the idea that our way is the best way, right? And so that no one else's ideas or opinions matter because we have all the answers and there's no way that we can possibly be wrong and someone else can possibly be right. And this self-deception prevents us from acknowledging our own flaws and weaknesses. Like no one in this world is perfect. No one in this world gets it right all the time. And when we allow ourselves to operate from this place of ego, from this place of believing that we're always right and everybody else is always wrong, it hinders the crucial process of self-awareness and improvement. So being able to um, embrace humility and to kind of humble ourselves and recognize that we are not always right allows us to accept our imperfections and enabling genuine self-growth. And sometimes what that means is that you also have to take constructive criticism and really listen to the people closest to you who might be trying to kind of check you and let you know that you're not always right. And instead of taking it personally or um, taking it in a way that, that hinders you from looking at the situation objectively, it It's like allowing yourself to sit with it for a moment and then say, well, is there any truth to this? And if it is, how can I take this um, experience um, so that it can be more productive and so that I can become better? Um, The second danger in operating from a space of ego is that it sabotages personal relationships right? The ego can negatively impact our relationships with others when we let our ego dominate our interactions. We may become defensive, overly competitive, and unwilling to compromise. And this can lead to conflicts, 
misunderstandings, and severed connections. So by taming our ego and by keeping the ego in check, we can foster healthier relationships with the people in our lives that are built on empathy, understanding, and mutual respect. The next danger of succumbing to our ego is that it stagnates our growth. Like the ego creates a false sense of complacency, making us believe that we have reached the pinnacle of our our abilities and that we are at the top and that there's no more there's no nowhere else left for us to go or to grow from. So as a result, we may resist taking on new challenges or learning from others, limiting our potential for growth and development. So embracing a growth mindset allows us to continuously learn, evolve, and adapt, unlocking our true potential and ultimately becoming our best selves. The fourth danger is that it blocks empathy and compassion. Our ego often blinds us to the needs and emotions of others, believing that our needs are the only ones that matter. So it can make us insensitive and dismissive of others' experiences, preventing us from truly connecting and empathizing with them. So by shedding our ego, we can embrace compassion and empathy while simultaneously nurturing meaningful connections and making a positive impact on the lives of those around us. And now the last danger that I want to share is it's detrimental to self-reflection. Our ego hinders introspection and self-reflection by pushing us to protect our self-image at all costs. And this is when we start to show up inauthentically. So we may avoid confronting our mistakes and taking accountability or taking responsibility for our actions. So embracing vulnerability and humility allows us to engage in honest self-reflection, leading to personal growth and continuous improvement. And one of the exercises or activities that you can start doing daily to kind of um, help with that is at the end of each day, you know, spend some time journaling and asking yourself what went well today, what didn't go well today, And when you identify the things that didn't go well today, ask yourself, why didn't it go well? What could I have done differently? And the more that you start to self-reflect on your behaviors, on your responses, on the ways that you interact with other individuals, one, it'll help you identify your triggers, right? Because it'll help you identify the things that make you kind of act out in ways that are not productive. And once you know what those triggers are, it can help you to work on them so that they don't become triggers in the future. So breaking free from the clutches of ego is an essential step on the path to becoming our best selves. So by recognizing its dangers and consciously working to diminish its influence, we can cultivate self-awareness, empathy, and and resilience. And so before I end this week's podcast, I want to give you three tips on how you can start to break free from ego, right? Because the whole purpose of this podcast is to help you 
to become your best self, to become a better leader, to become more empowered, and to give you the tools and the resources that you can use on your journey. So one of the things you can start doing right now to break free from ego is that you can start practicing more self-awareness. And again, this is kind of tied to what I just said about the journaling at the end of the day and self-reflecting and helping you identify the areas in your life where you need to start improving. So cultivating self-awareness is crucial in dismantling the grip of ego, right? And again, so take a moment each day to reflect on your thoughts, your emotions, and your actions without judgment. So it's not about looking at the things that went wrong and then blaming yourself, but instead looking at those things and asking yourself, well, how can I make better decisions in the future? How can I become more aware of my thoughts and my emotions in the moment? And how can I make better choices? So for example, when we face criticism, instead of becoming defensive, pause and examine why you feel that way. By understanding your reactions, you can detach from ego-driven responses and choose more mindful and compassionate actions. Number two is that you can embrace humility. Like We have to learn to humble ourselves and remember that while we may be great, there's plenty of other great people in the world, right? And so embracing humility helps in releasing the need for constant validation and superiority. Celebrate others' successes without feeling threatened, without feeling like they're getting something that you think is meant for you. Because the truth is what is meant for you is meant for you. And what is meant for you is not going to be given to somebody else. So celebrating and acknowledging somebody else's success does not take away from your own. So celebrate others' um, successes without feeling threatened and acknowledge your own mistakes without blaming others, right? It's nobody else's responsibility or fault for the things that go wrong in your life. Whatever doesn't go right in your life is a result of your own choices. It's the result of how you chose to show up in the world. You know, so for instance, if a coworker receives receives praise for their work, Instead of feeling jealous because maybe they didn't praise you for your work, sincerely congratulate them and then focus on how you can do your own work better, right? Focus on your own growth and your own achievements and also focus on the skills and talents and gifts that you've been given and utilize that to the best of your ability, And the last tip that I want to share is practice empathy. Empathy is a powerful tool in transcending ego-driven perspectives. Put yourself in someone else's shoes and just seek to understand their feelings and their experiences. For example, if you disagree with a friend's decision, try to empathize with their motivations and feelings instead of immediately imposing your viewpoint. 
This empathetic approach fosters better relationships and allows you to step away from ego-driven conflicts. Remember, breaking free from ego is an ongoing journey. Like it's not going to happen overnight. And like with anything else, you have to practice it daily. But as you incorporate these tips into your life and you become more aware and more mindful of how you're showing up, of how you're responding, you'll cultivate a deeper sense of inner peace and authentic connection with others. So there was a lot, there was a lot in this episode. I'm excited to see where it's going to go, how it's going to grow. And so thank you for being here. Thank you for tuning into the Women of Faith podcast this week. I'm personally thrilled to have you as part of this empowering journey. Um, And so let's just continue to inspire each other, lift one another up, and create a world and a community where women of faith fearlessly and boldly pursue the life they were created for. Until our next episode, may your faith fuel your passion and your current and your courage open doors of limitless possibilities. Stay boldly faithful and remember that you were created for more. Until next time, mi gente, thank you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Woman of Faith podcast. If this episode blessed you, consider supporting us by leaving us a rating, giving us a review, writing a comment, and sharing with your network. And if you feel really moved, you can consider making a financial donation to the link in our episode notes. Until next time, I pray that you are blessed, that you step boldly into what God is calling you to do, and that you never forget that you were created for more.